Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here today with Stephanie Cola Sacco. Is that correct? Yes. Yay! <laughs> I won the name pronunciation sweepstakes today. <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk with her about nurturing our children to wholeness as we become whole. And before I go into introducing Stephanie and opening up that topic, I would like to introduce you to your own self. Uh, many times we look around us at the people around us, they, they have these Instagram lives, you know, and we think that we're not all that. We don't have a side of chips like they do. Uh, and that's actually not the truth. Each of us comes uniquely spiritually gifted and you have a side of chips, you just spin there for so long, you hardly recognize it. So here's your opportunity to find out what your special side of chips looks like. You can go to superpowerquiz.us, take two minutes of your time in exchange for this peek into the mirror of what your particular giftedness is that you brought in with you to this life. Uh, and you can stop drooling over somebody else's Instagram presentation of giftedness. <laughs> Again, that is superpowerquiz.us. So our guest today is Stephanie, and her mission is to facilitate profound healing and transformation, empowering individuals, parents, and families to embrace their full potential and to create lives of joy and harmony. With her diverse range of healing modalities, intuitive insights, and deep empathy, she guides the path to holistic well-being and a brighter future. After learning how to heal herself from years of abuse, trauma, repeating patterns, and a near-death brain injury, she now specializes in helping people break free from the limitations of their ancestral lineage, fostering deep healing, and empowering them to create a future filled with endless possibilities and opportunities. In addition, Stephanie extends her expertise to support parents and children who are differently abled on their own transformative journeys. Collaborating closely with her partner who specializes in healing children, Stephanie focuses on, heal <clears throat> on working with parents' energies to help them heal and thrive and shift from survival mode to a place of growth and empowerment. Thank you for being with me today, Stephanie, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. And I have to tell you, hearing you read that back, I don't hear that very often. You know, we, we send it and we read it and we write it, but hearing it, I just, I want to honor that for a moment because it's really beautiful to hear words <laughs> about yourself, you know, spoken out loud. It's uh, it was really, it was really kind of cool. I felt like a guest for a moment. <laughs> uh, well, because you are a guest. <laughs> a listener. <laughs> ah, a listener, as opposed to the guest speaker. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I think oftentimes we don't stop and look in the mirror and acknowledge how far we've come and the things that we've gone through to get to where we come and the strength that has built in us and the wisdom that's brought with us. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really glad you could have that moment. Thank you. Thanks Yay. for providing it. <laughs> exactly. Well, and I always talk to the listeners and listeners, here's what I'm going to suggest that you do. Uh, write your own guest speaker intro. Yeah. Write it down, put in there the things you've overcome, the things you've accomplished, all of that stuff, and then find a safe person who can read it back to you. Yeah. So you can have that experience of receiving what, what it is you've actually done and the things that you've mm -hmm. accomplished in this life. So there's your first little bit of homework. That one's probably not going to fit in the break this week though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just take a note of that with your pen and paper. So Stephanie, you know, you've got a lot of amazing healing work in your background. And so 
I know we're not typically born, you know, fully fledged wise healers. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your journey. What was life like before you really stepped fully into your spiritual path? Oh, I love, I love this part because once again, it's interesting hearing and vocalizing my journey. Uh, and it gets easier, right? Each time I think each one of us kind of share it. Um, so thank you. I, as a, if we go all the way back as a small child, um, I had this very beautiful, uh, experience in elementary school. I was really attracted, we'll say, maybe for lack of a better word, really attracted to, uh, we had a special ed room in elementary school at the kindergarten. And I loved being in there. That was my safe place. Um, there were a lot of things going on inside of my home that were different. Uh, yeah. there weren't, I didn't experience abuse. There wasn't a lot of direct trauma, trauma that I had experienced later in my life there was a lot of confusion around what love was in my home. Oh. I was not aware of. <laughs> so I found love inside of these classrooms and I became very close with uh, the teacher. I'm still close with her now. I just talked to her a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> it was my safe place and yeah. I loved being there. And um, there was just this unconditional love and acceptance and joy. And I, I had a purpose. I could help and support uh, the teacher as well. And so as a child, I, it's almost as if I, I found my space, but a lot of people didn't necessarily know what to do with that with me. And I'll say that my parents didn't, uh, that doesn't make them bad parents. They just, they didn't necessarily understand, uh, you know, what I was trying to accomplish and they didn't see that side of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, here, here's what I want to do. I'm going to pause you for a second. We're going to step sure. out of the show. I'd like you to get much closer to your microphone. I'm noticing there's a lot of okay. room. And so the closer you are, the microphone, the less of the room that we'll get. So talk to me again. Is this better? That's a little better. If you can bring it a tiny bit closer yet, I think we'll be in a sweet spot. I don't know why it's, is that better? That is much better. Yeah. Okay. All right. So mm, we talked about you're in this safe space. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's how I'm going to come back. I'm going to bring you back with a question. Um, I love that you found this amazing space of, of purposefulness and unconditional love. I'd love to understand a little bit more about the love confusion that you experienced in your family of origin. Tell me a little bit how that was showing up. Of course. Um, at a very young age, I was learning that performance equaled love. Um, I would get attention from my parents if I performed well at a, at a very young age, I was a latchkey child. And I think it was like around seven, I'd walk home from school and I had uh, a laundry list of chores to complete before my parents came home. And if I got all of those done, it was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And there wasn't uh, physical affection in the home. My mother never said I loved you. Um, and it was looking back, obviously now it was very confusing. I, I was, yeah. I was just trying to figure out what it meant and how I could get it in the way that I truly wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be really confusing because as a child, frequently what you want is, you know, the hugs and the snuggles and the, the words <laughs> that go along with the caretaking that parents do. Um, because I know a lot of parents were like, well, I'm taking care of you. That's how I show you. I love you. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what my parents were very much like, well, I'm giving you what you need, you know, that their version, what they like, thought I needed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't always match up with what we need personally. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I love that you, you found yourself in a classroom with the differently abled, um, because one of the things that I've noticed on this spiritual journey, a lot of us play the game, what do I want to say, fully equipped mm -hmm. in many ways, right? We're physically healthy. We've, we've got our minds. We've, we're set up to come in and play this game of life. And I've noticed that those of us who are evolving in our lessons, 
um, will oftentimes go, okay, that was nice. And I'm a little bored with that. How about we try it without something that's considered necessary? Whether it's the loss of a physical body part or a, a different way of thinking about the world and interacting with the world. However, that shows up a lot of spiritual masters will choose that path mm. and i think that's one of the things that gets overlooked even in the spiritual community when we're dealing with people who have profound challenges there's this initial oh i feel so sorry for them um and yeah it's a struggle there are probably some things to feel sorry about um but they've also stripped away a great many things that distract us from what's really important when yeah. they chose that route. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that you kind of keyed into that because one of the ma amazing things that comes forward is this profound ability to love and to be unconditionally loving. Now, it's not, of course, universally the case, but you do see a high percentage of that. And I think that's an amazing blessing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So you, you had a household that was a little hard to find some love in, mm -hmm. found some love in the special ed classroom. How did your life unfold from there? Did you stick with the special ed or did you go down the road of checking off all the boxes and trying to be happy at some point down the road? <laughs> I probably went neither. I think um, I stayed with it as long as possible, as long as I could get it. There was a lot of traveling going on in my childhood. Uh, I I think looking back and watching the movie of myself, I became very resentful and mm. I was just trying to figure out what it was. If it was kind of being a wild teenager and causing problems, if I wanted to get attention, I also knew going on the other spectrum of really making my mom mad. Yeah, so exactly. If you attention. can't make her happy, make her mad and it will get you right. attention. So there was just this constant pendulum swing until um, I moved out of my parents' home when I was 18. And I think my mother, she was counting down the days at that point. And <laughs> how much longer? <laughs> yeah. And I, I did. I was like, I'm 18. I'm out. And I uh, moved into an apartment home and I had a boyfriend at the time. And uh, I moved into this home and I was really excited to just be on my own and be free. And my boyfriend at the time, his um, father was an alcoholic and abusive to him, mm -hmm. his sister and his mother. And with my heart, I always wanted, I've always wanted to help people. You, you wanted to rescue him. Yeah. I wanted to rescue him. Let's paint it plain, right? <laughs> yeah. And yep. uh, I allowed him to come move in with me. And I learned quickly that uh, the abuse just copied and pasted itself from his home into mine. And yeah. it, I was, I, 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 I didn't share it with anyone. I was humiliated. I was scared. Um, it, there was a lot of abuse going on, verbal, physical, emotional, sexual for years. Actually, I went through this with him. Uh, uh, let's say five, I think it's about four or five years we lived together. So my yeah. first adult experience was once again, trying to figure out what is love. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What is really what hard. does it look like here? And uh, mm -hmm. I, you didn't get a very pretty presentation of it. It sounds like no. And and I realized for me it was very similar to as a child, where I'm like, do I work really hard for it? Is because that's what I was doing with him. As I was, as much as he would pull me or push me away, he would pull me back 150 times harder. It's typical abuse and narcissism. And yeah, uh, I I was like okay, I meant to, I meant to save him. And when I finally broke out of it was just because I couldn't take any more after that. Uh, I tried to rebuild, like, who am I? I left it and I'm like, who, who am I? I had absolutely no idea who I was. And I was 22 years old. Um, and I'm like, where do I even begin? And it was just this uh, years of, we'll call it trial and error. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, just trying to find myself, just trying to find what makes me happy. Um, and, and there I, was I, a lot of. 
And to give you a little grace on this, I don't think many of us know who we are at 22 years old. <laughs> Most of us are so on, that, <laughs> on that searching journey in that moment. Um, I find it interesting that you picked a, what do I want to say, an even more challenging permutation of trying to earn love uh, in your uh, first adult relationship than you had in your, in your childhood. You know, I've, there was something about relationships, even up until May, my daughter's, uh, my daughter's seven years old, her father, her uh, biological father, um, that was the same, it was the same, um, we'll call it attraction to emotionally unavailable or mm. in some forms of abuse, not as excessive, but there yeah. were some forms of abuse. And I had to work really hard to make them love me, which obviously mm. never happened. Yeah. It, and it's just not possible to make someone love you. Right. And it's, right. it's a hard thing to accept because you love them. So yeah, half the battle, right? But it does take two. Well, we are up on our first break already, can you believe? <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to invite everyone who's joined us here today. Grab your pen, grab your piece of paper, and spend some time thinking back on the patterns that have shown up in your life. Some of us have repeating patterns around money. Some of us have repeating patterns around love and other forms of relationship. Just take a look at your repeating patterns and see kind of what they're pointing to, because the first step always of healing something and choosing something different is to be aware of what's currently occurring in our lives. So take a little assessment of that and hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renee Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction? school safety, mental health wellness, and more. All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am still here with the amazing and wonderful Stephanie Colasacco. Um, so, Stephanie, we talked about some of your early formative experiences. Uh, what, what was that moment of awakening for you? When was that realization that, oh, my God, I've been doing it all wrong and I have to do something totally different? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because what I would love to say if it was when I um, left 
my husband at the time, I was seven months pregnant. Uh, we'd been married for three months and he got physically abusive with, with me and I had to take off and go into a very safe place and start my life over again. That still was not it for me. It was not until <laughs> it, it wasn't, it was not until, uh, my daughter was about three years old and I had, uh, just lost my job again. This was another repeating pattern of mine, uh, ran out of money and I was going through some really tough things. And, a friend of mine was like, who's a healer. She came to my house and she's like, we need to get, we need to get you some help. Like this is enough. And, and I, at that point I didn't fight anything. Um, I was like, I'll do whatever it takes. Cause I can, I cannot look at this again. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I was just so worn out of so much, <laughs> like 21 years of something traumatic happening. And I was, I was done with it. So, yeah. um, that journey started and a year into that journey, I had a, I was at my family's, um, ranch and I had a four-wheeler accident and I was unconscious. I, uh, it was a, uh, really traumatic accident for everyone. Cause a lot of them were there. Uh, but I, I had an out of body experience and oh. it was, really wild. I woke, I woke up in, uh, ICU a couple of days later, I think a day or two later, and I had brain surgery and I was, I was in ICU for a while, just learning how again to walk and talk I Had a long road of recovery after that. And since that experience, uh, was when I fully devoted myself to, I knew having that out of body experience, um, leaving my body and then seeing what my family had gone through, they had prepared to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Because a lot of times the doctors will go to the family and go, we don't know. We just don't right. know how much time she has and it's not looking good. Yeah. Exactly. And that's ex exactly what happened. Um, my, uh, my, parents were told to say goodbye to me. And they, the, they were told by the neurosurgeon that, uh, the only outcomes were dead, brain dead or paralyzed. And so they yes, I, I've heard that with a, a client of mine, actually, she had a similar experience. It was a car wreck. Uh, and yeah, they called the family said, get here now, if you want to say goodbye. And even as she started recovering, they were setting these really low bars of, well, she could be a vegetable or personality will be different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were all preparing for that. So I now understand now why my, my parents were like, had their jaws on the ground when I was awake and, um, you know, trying to piece things together. It was, uh, yeah, it was really profound. But since then I, I was like, I really appreciated life obviously so much more. I'm sure so many people say that with these experiences, <laughs> but I devoted myself fully to whatever my purpose was. I, I, once I was able to walk, I went and saw a healer and my family was like, what are you doing? And I went and saw him and I'm like, please tell me, I need to understand, you know? And he's like, you're a healer. And this just opened up all your channels. And that's from that day, I have not stopped. I have not stopped. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is uh, the TBI I do light body, body surgery, okay? And some of the structures that we bring in to keep us in this world of separateness, okay, I call it our virtual reality equipment, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, are the form of these etheric crystals that sit in, and the majority of them are in your head. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when it comes time to wake up, the spiritual two by four upside the head is actually in the form of some sort of a quote unquote brain injury, because that's what it takes to smash up the stuff that's blocking your connectivity. Well, it's one way. It's a very brutal <laughs> and effective way, but uh, you can like have them removed. That's a little more graceful, <laughs> a whole lot more graceful. Um, mm -hmm. But it doesn't surprise me that it turned everything on for you. 
because a lot of times that's what it takes to turn that stuff on. So tell me a little bit actually about the out of body experience, because I know we have listeners go out there going, don't gloss over that. That's what I want to hear about. (laughs) Um, You know, it's something that I will never forget. And it was a very, uh, (laughs) it's interesting. Um, I remember seeing myself laying there. Like I was able to get out of my body and I saw myself laying there. I saw my dad laying next to me and brings emotions up for me now. Um, what he was crying and he was just trying to wake me up. And my sister was there and I was so happy. I was so joyful and happy. And I remember, um, I walked over to the four wheeler because it was upside down in the ditch and I walked over and I bent over and I made a joke and I was like, how did this happen? I remember doing this exactly like what? And I I think I said like, what the heck happened here? And as if, you know, nothing else was going on. Yeah. To kind of like lighten it up. Yeah. Like, what did I do now? You know, it was kind of one of those things. And and that, that's actually kind of a typical higher self sort of thing. I, I've i got soul family that I, I've connected with in this life. And when we get together, we laugh about this kind of stuff, like from that soul level. We think it's hysterical on a soul level. It sucks on a personality level, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it. Uh, I remember the feel, it was just a... F- it was so incredibly blissful and happy. And, um, and I went back into my body and I think that right there is when, um, cause I was trying to connect the dots. My dad had, uh, mentioned that I had, that's when I woke up and not really woke up. I started vomiting and that's when they knew that's when the paramedic knew to call the helicopter to pick me up. Cause I had something right. else going on in my, in my, in my body. And, uh, it, I remember telling my parents about it and my dad shut it down. He was like, that is not true. That never happened. Um, you know, he was, there was a lot of guilt that he took on with that whole accident of not making us wear helmets and it was their property and all that thing. But he, I, there, there was a long period of time where I, I didn't feel safe to share that story because everybody was like, no, you, you were on a lot of anesthesia. You were on a lot of drugs. Like, no, that's not true. There's a lot of shutting down. And so, yeah, yeah. You made the story up in this drug induced haze. Yeah. That's not actually what happens, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. But it was, it, it's been beautiful to be able to talk about it in a space that's loving and accepting as I've evolved on my spiritual journey, as I've really allowed myself to, uh, you know, we'll say circle my wagons. I've got an amazing group of people that support and will listen to these stories, you know, and understand (laughs) what they are. Yeah, absolutely. I know oftentimes once you've had that, what I want to say, the pure experience of being higher self, okay, that out-of-body experience, you don't have the personality that was attached and rooted into the body that you had. Um, it's it sometimes makes it easier to re-engage with that higher self and experience those kinds of happy, joyful, contented, blissed out sort of emotions mm-hmm. uh, than you were able to prior to the accident. Have you noticed anything along those lines? What's that experience been for you? It's been blissful. <laughs> 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 it has been. It's like uh, I now understand when I have moments, um, which the the more I go deeper into my work, uh, the more often it happens. Um, but it's I it's like drugs. <laughs> I've never done <laughs> drugs before other than maybe like marijuana, but it's like I now understand it's this very beautiful, natural high that you are just um you you see so much more. You really do. Yeah. And I th- I think that's why when people get into the spiritual realm and they start doing things like channeling and healing work and this sort of thing, it's addictive in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because it feels so good to do the process. 
Mm-hmm. There, it's always a supportive and and blissed out place to to operate from, which is lovely. Absolutely. <laughs> so you mentioned you had a pretty substantial recovery physically after this. Uh, I will call it spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how long did it take you to recover to quote unquote normal? I know we never quite go back to the place we were, but functional, you know. Um, for me, I'm going to say probably almost three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just because there were so many things that were going on seizures and I didn't know they were seizures. Oh, and it, when I'm also, it, it's kind of diluted a little bit because when you're doing spiritual work, you also get those, um, like, rec- uh, healing, you get healing crises, healing yeah. crisis. So mm-hmm. it was always kind of hard to measure which was which, um, um, tell me about these seizures that you didn't realize were seizures, because I think it's important to understand signs and indicators. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I would become, I, I may, may get the order out of, I may get it out of order, but there was uh, anger. There was a lot of anger that was coming through. I, it was almost like someone sn- like snapped their finger or turned on a light mm-hmm. and it would move from the top of my head down. It would, I would start almost getting a little paralyzed. Um, the pain would just start taking over my whole body and uh i had a hard time articulating i had a hard time talking even using mm-hmm. very simple words that was already a challenge to begin with but it would i would go blank um i i couldn't really take in what was happening or uh <laughs> output anything and i would get uncontrollably hungry like nothing would satisfy me and then my body would just shut down and i'd sleep um really for hours at a wow. time. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, I, there was a stage in my life that they'd had me on antidepressants for a long time, because I, I have a genetic deficiency that doesn't allow my brain to naturally balance its, its hormones. Um, and at that time, I had found mRNA drops that will give my body the blueprint it needs to be able to do this. And so I was in the process of coming off of antidepressants after having been on them for a very long time. Mm. And one of the gifts that I discovered going through this was that there are two kinds of emotions that you have. One is in response to something that you've thought, something natural in your environment that's going on. And the the other is like this spontaneous wave of stuff that's not attached to anything. And that's what I experienced when I was coming off the antidepressants. Mm-hmm. I would get these huge waves of anger that would like crest mm-hmm. through. It had nothing to do with anything. Nothing happened to trigger it. It wasn't something I was thinking about. It was just like randomly there. And it's like, wow. And it's a result of the changing brain chemistry. Yeah. And so it was an interesting experience to to begin to be able to observe and notice that instead of being like sucked into it. Yes. I have to say, uh, (laughs) one of the things that I did that a part of me wishes I had not done so quickly was I returned to the healthcare setting. I returned... Uh, eight or nine weeks after my accident. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> that was a month before COVID hit. Oh my. As a director, a director of operations in healthcare, oh um, I jumped back into it. And so I really didn't necessarily allow my body to just settle down from what had happened. I had jumped from one chaos to another. And yeah. I, during COVID, I couldn't, there was no way I couldn't get out of it. They, the team was waiting on me to lead them. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah. And it's a huge stress and a tremendous responsibility because Mm -hmm. literally there are lives on the line in that kind of a setting. Exactly. Exactly. So a lot of these, a lot of uh, my, my recovery was probably prolonged because I was 
really inserting myself into another stressful situation, which is the worst thing you could do for your brain when it is trying to recover from that kind of injury. So yeah, I I kind of did that one to myself a little bit. I'll take that responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. But it also feels like it was really aligned with your path. I know when COVID hit, there was a, a strong part of me that went, go back to med school. And then there was a part of me that's like, oh, hells no. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we do feel called to help in those circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so it's not terribly surprising that you made that choice, even though perhaps it wasn't the best one for you personally. For my body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. We are up on our second break already, if you can believe it. Um Everybody who joined us out there, I know you still have your list. Here's your chance to finish it if you didn't get a chance to finish it on your (laughs) first break. And when we come back from this break, we're going to go over some of those patterns, healing those patterns, and what it means to your family, to your children, when you heal those patterns. So hang with us. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827. And let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. A little birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales. I'm here with Stephanie Colasacco, and I'd like you to grab that list of patterns that is showing up in your life, uh, because this is oftentimes a sign of part of what's on our life lesson plan here in this world. We choose our parents before we come. We choose our life lessons before we come. We choose our gifts and our skills before we come. And so this pattern that you have in front of you is part of what's on your life plan for this life. And so if you're having trouble in the area of love in your life, it's a good likelihood that love and understanding unconditional love and what it means to truly be loved by someone else is probably up for you on your lesson plan. If it's financial stuff, it probably has something to do with providing for yourself and like a master-slave duality. Some of these kinds of lessons will show up in the monetary area of life. So I'd invite you to take a look at that and, and put a a tentative lesson on that because you can usually parse out from that pattern what the life lesson probably is that you're learning there. So Stephanie, now that we have looked at our lists and we have an idea of maybe what this life lesson is about, how do we start picking apart these repeating patterns and why do we want to pick them apart? 
Oh, that's a good one. I have to say, as I was listening to you, I'm like, I had it in all areas of my life. My (laughs) body weight from a very young age, body weight was always fluctuating in my body image and money. We, that's a whole other segment to go into how I was raised around money. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, um, obviously everyone's heard here on my, uh, relationship with men, romantic relationships. So yes, I, I appreciate, I'm like, yes, all of those. Well, and and all of those, actually the, the patterns that you all listed out there, they can all be distilled down to love for yourself. Yeah. And that's one of the toughest ones is that self-worth self-love kind of thing. It's easier to love someone else because you don't know all their faults, (laughs) their shortcomings. You don't know every place that they've messed up. And I think we're extremely hard on our own selves. Mm -hmm. And I would like to invite everyone here, you, Stephanie, me, everyone who's listening, take a moment and just appreciate you because you bring amazing things into this world. You've done wonderful things for your family and your children and your coworkers that you don't even know. A lot of us are like, yeah, well, I did this, I did that. No, it's about you. It's about your presence. It's about the fact that you're in the room makes it better for someone else that makes them feel safe or comfortable or heard or whatever the thing is. is the you-ness that I want you to acknowledge, not the doingness. So sit with that for a second. Mm. If you have trouble turning your love on, and sometimes I know we do, the easiest way to turn that on is to think about the person or the animal that you love most uncomplicatedly in this world, most simply in this world. If you're a parent, recall that moment when your newborn child was placed in your arms the first time. And once that love is turned on, just bathe your own self in it. That love can be showered over anyone and anything. So shower it on yourself for a moment because you are amazing. You are a blessing to so many people. And so many of us seek outside ourselves for what's my mission? What's that doing I'm supposed to be doing here in this world? And honestly, we are here as human beings. We are here to bring our presence, our presence and our presence, (laughs) both things. (sighs) Okay, so. Why do we why do we want to look at our life lessons and and start taking active steps towards learning the things we need to learn? And how does that impact our our children? Uh, My first answer is because you deserve it. (laughs) Yes, Miss Clarell. (laughs) Or is it L'Oreal? Because you're worth it. (laughs) Yeah, something like that, I think. Um, Yes, because you deserve it. Uh, I think a lot of us accept pain and suffering and accept um, less than what we truly deserve and say that that's just it. Like I, you yeah. hear it is what it is a lot. And yeah. And I love the that truth term. is, yeah, you, you get what you tolerate. Right. You really do. Right. So um, taking a look at these patterns is really profound. It's profound work. And uh, since my accident, um, my mediumship channels have opened up and I have beautiful ancestors coming through. So what I really love to do is get to the root of those um, because from my experience, 90% of the time, it is not yours. It does not belong to you. It is something that you inherited somehow, some way, somewhere. Mm-hmm. That and- came through the family line that was chosen. Yep, exactly. Yes. So I love, I absolutely love watching um, others receive healing. Their ancestors come in with me super fast. That's mine. That's mine. And we, that's mine. I brought that. Let's, let's take (laughs) care of it. Well, and I think that's one of the things that we're a little slow to acknowledge, right? Especially as women, as women were raised to think, well, if I'm doing something for me, that's selfish. And that's a lie. That's a lie that society teaches you to keep you in a little tiny box, okay? And to keep you for asking for your helping from the nice fresh dish that's been served, okay? 
you are a beautiful, wonderful creature who is entitled to a first helping from the, from the serving plate of life, not the dry leftover crumbs. And so let that go and know that healing yourself is actually one of the best ways to teach your children. And I know you want a better life for your children than you have for yourself. Um, but it is the single best way to teach your children how to be better and to walk more softly in the world. And the other beautiful thing that happens when you heal these ancestral stuff is it goes backwards and it heals the people that went before you as well. And it's so weird how this energy stuff works because I noticed as I started healing my own garbage that came down through my ancestral lines, uh, my mother, for example, uh, started to let go of some of these rigid thoughts that she'd had over the years. Not yeah. because I ever talked to her about, oh, I'm doing this work or whatever, but I just noticed that it started to shift for her. Yes, I've seen that with my family. I think that's one of my uh, purpose uh, work here is to, I've got so, I've got so much ancestral healing and it's taken place and it's been absolutely amazing to watch my family who has nothing, who has no idea what I'm doing. They're shifting in front of my eyes as well. So that's what I like to call the magic and miracles of healing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And speaking magic and miracles of healing, um, I know you have a summit on that Yes, and we're running out of time to like really deep dig dig deeply into the work here today, but the summit would certainly offer one an opportunity to dig much deeper into that. So tell us a little bit about the magic and miracles of healing, nurturing ourselves to wholeness. Thank you. Yes. I have quite a few summits that I've hosted in this particular one. I've gone in the direction of um, supporting our children through our own ascension, spiritual awakening, uh, self-transformational journey. I, I've really found that as myself going through it with a young child, um, I, I've noticed that there haven't been a lot of public conversations or support, we can, we're just trying to figure out what to do with ourselves and yeah. watching our children, watching our children, look at us like, wait a second, where are we going? What are you doing? You know, you're changing from a physical, emotional, spiritual, energetic standpoint, and they're watching it happen. Um, so I have this, this particular summit that uh, we have guests on that allow us and give us the tools and provide us the tools in how to not only nurture ourselves, because obviously that's important, just like on an airplane, we put our mask on first before we assist the children, um, how we help ourselves while also supporting our children through our own journey. Absolutely. And so in the show notes below this, uh, you'll have an opportunity to go back and grab that summit because by the time you hear that, the summit will be in the rearview mirror, but you are able to go out and purchase a, access to it at a reasonable price and get in on that healing journey as well. So tell me, you know, you, we've looked at, you've talked about some of your patterns, you know, the listeners have their list of patterns in front of them. Uh, looking at that and looking at your family of origin, do you have an inkling of what the reason you chose your parents on a soul level? Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's, it's fun to look back at it now. Right? <laughs> Especially now that we're more connected with higher self. <laughs> yes. It's fun to look at it. You were to ask me that a couple of years ago and I'd probably curl up in a ball or I'd be really angry or smack um, me in the face. How dare you suggest <laughs> that I would ever choose this? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it has been uh, one of the biggest lessons has been a financial lesson, um, really with my parents. Uh, there has been so much to learn, not only from my own experiences, but watching them, um, there is a, I think there's a lot of karma <laughs> that I'm working out here as it's tied to my relationship with money. Um, ah. and I chose, I specifically chose this set of parents for, uh, this particular reason, because your relationship with money <laughs> is really your relationship with yourself. You know, money is energy. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, I, and I I love the uh, abbreviation for it. I think I heard it from I, Ian Levanzant. It's my own natural energy yield money. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. And it's for some reason, <laughs> still working on that whole reason, some reason um, that has what that is what has driven me to always go deeper. It's always been around um, this loop in my, in my environment around keeping myself alive with money. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that has allowed me to go incredibly deep into this journey. And I appreciate them for that. I really do. All right. And I, I love that you've grown far enough that you can say that with sincerity. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because it, it is a growth trajectory and that's not where you start. You start usually angry, resentful and a number of other uh, less than fun emotions. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're down to our last couple of minutes here. What could you suggest to parents? Give them a final word of wisdom around navigating their awakening process and their healing process uh, with their, their small children. Mm, I, the first thing that comes up for me right now is just be nice to yourself. Mm. I think uh, we can really tend to beat up on ourselves like, Hey, this isn't working out. So I'm not doing it right. Um, and really just being nice to ourselves. whatever is happening today in this moment is what is meant to happen and just riding that wave. And that's incredibly challenging, but supporting, finding the right support system that are, you know, they're going to hold and carry you and support you through it is incredibly important as well. Absolutely. Well, and I know you brought a gift with the, with you for the listeners today. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So as we talk, uh, when I think we started this last segment together, um, or may have been one before, and I'm losing all this amazing conversation. We talked about loving ourselves and finding that love. Um, I think that's what you opened this one in. And this one, uh, particularly, I'm, I'm sharing a heart healing and allowing you to open up that space. Because I know as parents, uh, there's a lot of weight we carry financially yeah. supporting them, emotionally supporting them, physically supporting them. They're constantly needing things and maybe even husbands. And growing or- out of things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can really feel depleted and it's hard to see out when you're so, when your cup is full. So this healing is really meant to open up your space a little bit, give you some love yes. um, and reignite that heart space so that you can start making heart-based decisions in your with your family and your life. Beautiful. And you can check the the show notes for the URL for the heart chakra gift as well as the summit on healing your wounds uh, and nurturing your children also through their healing. All right. Thank you so much for being with me today, Stephanie. And thank you to all of you who joined me today. I'm so happy to have you with me. And remember, whatever it is you're going through, you absolutely have got this. You have survived so much up to this point, and you will survive whatever is happening today. In fact, you will thrive after it. And uh, I love to hear from my listeners. Shoot me a line to askzofia at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week right here 